Wake up, stupid! You are now tuned in to the hey Mindless y'all. Morning Welcome Show. Welcome to a Mindless Here Morning host, Show special interview. Sit back and relax with your hosts, Nick and Josh. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mindless Morning Show. We have another episode and another awesome guest. Today we have John Valesco, and he has done a lot, guys, and uh, it's really exciting to have him here. He has he has done so much in business. He's produced several TV shows like Sesame Street, Thomas the Choo Choo Train, Care Bears, Cabbage Batch Kids, as well as signed many of the iconic bands that are extremely well-known today, like Yes, Black Sabbath, ABBA, loads more. And he's produced music for Disney, DC Comics, and Marvel. Extremely successful entrepreneur. With his resume, it's actually really hard for us to like, like we're like, where do we start when we were coming up with what to ask and talk about? So we're going to start with asking you, how are you today? I'm terrific and feeling very old at this point. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> that's okay, man. That's, that, that's okay. Um, so... So yeah, you, you've done so much. And the first thing I thought of when, when I was going through and we were researching you is what is a day in your life look like? Like, what did you do today? <laughs> it's still pretty hectic. I mean, still the basis of everything I do is music. You know, it's music publishing because that's the bank of the industry. So it looks like I'm going left and right and all over the place. But if you look at anything, whether it's a movie or TV, it's, it's still all about music. So actually, this morning I uh, I was uh, interviewing an incredible new artist that I'm discussing signing, you know, doing charity stuff. I mean, I try and do charity things in whatever I do, which is always nice and encourage like the young artists to do that, because if you start them off giving back, then they tend to do it all their lives. And you know, particularly if you get very lucky, like I've got, it's really fun to do that. And. Uh, Oh, absolutely. So, so it's really my day is like <laughs> nowadays it's instead of meeting, it's setting up Zoom calls and conference calls. And, uh, you know, in a way, it's fun because I'm seeing more of the people overseas than I ever saw before. You, so, you say that like that's you true. got lucky as if uh, you just happened to stumble upon all these amazing accomplishments. Uh, no, I mean, an old mentor of mine many years ago said, I'd, I'd rather be lucky than smart. And, you know, it is, it's about, you, you can do everything you can, like even with an artist, you only do 90% of what you do if you do everything. And then it's down to that little bit for the public. And really, I think that's, it's it's the way of life, really. It's, it's laying out the odds. So hopefully the odds fall in your favor. You know, it's, it's like almost a backgammon game or something. You know, you're laying it out there and looking, if this happens, does that happen? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I know it is. I've just been incredibly lucky in what I've done and made a lot of friends. And uh, and I think a lot of it is right at the beginning of the industry when I first got in knowing nothing, I was incredibly lucky, but I actually had a lot of friends that I'd said, I have no clue what I'm doing. And... I still tell people today, I think there's a lot of people, if you say to them, have no clue, they'll help you. And I think if you go in the other way saying, hey, I know everything that's going on, watch out, then you're fair game. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm loving it right now because I'm learning stuff that I never knew I'd love. You know, I mean, it's like, it's great. I mean, I love all the, uh, you know, all the streaming and all the other things that are now open to you, which has really, in my mind, it made it a lot more of um, a level playing field for young artists. Think about it, the major artists can't perform in front of 60, 80,000, whatever, and the guy that plays in the bar or the pub, he can't do that either. So if you're clever and inventive, you know, you've got as much airtime as anybody. Extremely true. Yeah, you get you get more and more people that are doing like concerts in their living room. They just have really good equipment and they just set it all up and they play and then they throw it out online and a million people could watch. It's it's amazing. Hundred percent. And normally they'd be in a bar with twenty people, or if they got great, they'd be in a club with a hundred people. And yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And there's some beautiful artists out there, some great writers. And they never had a chance before. And I really feel that if they're inventive enough now, everyone's got a chance. Exactly. And, and that's what I was saying. I, I've said before that 
that COVID has been this double-edged sword. I mean, obviously it's 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 messed up a lot of stuff, but in the music industry, it's messed up a lot, but also it's given a lot of artists time to sit back and make more creations. And yeah. that's that's kind of like a silver lining to it. it. You know, and it's messed up some of the things. I mean, you know, I had a, a, a stage show planned this year, which was going to be a lot of fun. And uh, of course, that all disappeared. So we're finding other ways and obviously planning again to do it. I mean, uh, one of the bands I'm involved with now is called Animes X. And I don't know if you've heard anything, but it's it's incredibly funny. It's like really metal, great metal musicians um, yeah. doing kids kid songs. Yes. But, it's, but metal. And you know, they yes. toured in Japan, arena audiences. And my yeah. whole idea is in, particularly in New York, there's nothing for families to do at Christmas time or any time that doesn't cost thousands of dollars if you've got a four in a family. So yeah. our idea is taking theaters when they're dark during the day and doing three shows a day at 35 bucks a ticket. Wow. Well, um, why not? I mean, you, everyone makes money, you have a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it fills, in my mind, it fills a gap. So we're really, last Christmas was supposed to be the run-in, and it was very sad, but we're Aww. planning for next Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And it, it hopefully and, it's starting to get better now. Animes X is uh, definitely really cool. We just recently spoken with Mike uh, or Sarah <laughs> and uh, oh, you re did. Oh, you yes. re really awesome people. Uh, he's amazing individual and very talented. So I'm, I'm anxious for... Uh, COVID to go away and for all, all the talent to just shine again. I mean, we've, we've been talking to so many um, ta very talented artists that are just kind of like at a standstill and just in their bubble. I mean, at least they are getting some creativity out of it and, and creating more content, but uh, I, I definitely think it, it's about time they come. I actually had a little, thing with an, a manager today because he was complaining about his artists not getting you know any hit records and not doing anything and i said he deserves it and it was like what and i said he's doing nothing he's sitting at home like he used to do waiting for the next hit tell him to get on social media tell him to do something yeah. and i said you know on spotify he's got two people and I, I said, you know, no one knows who I am, and I've got more social media. Yeah. Than he has, which is ridiculous when he's had hit records. Yeah, and, you know, and I think that's the difference. You can't, no matter who you are, you can't just sit back and wait for it to come in. Exactly, and 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 that's it's like social media is also like that. Like you can have a social media presence, but if you're not actively trying to get yourself there, it's not going to just show up. 100%. You got to connect and, you know, it's, uh, you know, ask questions and make them be part of your life. And it's always been the same, but it's made it more, you know, it, it's made it a, a lot more, I don't know, public accessible. How's that? Where they can actually get yeah. to their person. And a lot of the old acts are coming back. I mean, which is really interesting because they can play the game. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm doing a show with Rick Wakeman right now which is going to be hilarious. It's like a Monty Python uh, music show. Oh, uh, awesome. It's, it's called awesome. Rick's Place, but the place is spelled like P-L-A-I-C. And, uh, and it's uh, Rick just came up with this idea because he's like a Monty Python crazy type of guy. So it's like taking me back years. Yeah. But it's really fun. He's inventive again, you know, and, uh, and that's the game now. So it, and, and he does it. He connects all the time. So yeah, do you, so right, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, we do that, this every episode. <laughs> do, do you feel that COVID has not? It hasn't really hindered you. It's actually it ha made you explore different avenues that are a lot more beneficial right now. Yeah, it's frustrating in some areas, obviously, that you can't. I mean, I'm a person. I like meeting people, engaging the people, and you know, it, it's. I get a, a big wish that you can only deal with people you like, which is obviously, God forbid, that really happens. Like a late partner of mine said, I'll never talk to that guy ever again in my life unless I have to. <laughs> and that was that little tagline. <laughs> you still have to deal with them sometimes. But uh, yeah. and it's, and it's that little personal thing where if you're talking music and direction and to sit in a room and really get into it, 
there's like just happened then. Someone will talk over someone on a Zoom, and that happens all the time. Where if you're in a room, sometimes that doesn't happen. So it's just yeah. little, little quirky things. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of big differences with, with with doing it like this and doing it in person. And I totally agree with you. Like Josh has the power to mute us right now and just talk himself the whole time if he wanted to. <laughs> Um, so, so what would you say in, in going back to, to whenever you started your, your career, what was it that like kickstarted it for you when things started to fall into place for you to do what you wanted to do? Again, I was incredibly lucky. Basically I was in the theater to begin with. And I got to the point at a very young age, I was stage manager at Drury Lane, which is the biggest theater in London. And someone made the mistake of saying, or well, the owner said, you're going to be with us forever. I, I said, anyway, click. No, I'm not. I'd be totally poor. Oh, wow. I went to the PR company, Karen, and said, do you need anyone in PR? And they said, we do. Who is it? And I said, it's me. And luckily, I looked after a lot of really incredible people just by accident, from Streisand to Joan Collins, and I mean, stacks of people, Peter Sellers. And I was like enjoying that. I mean, normally, I'm always the one behind the camera, never saying anything. Yeah. (laughs) Great pushing them. And then one day, someone called from the States. We got this young songwriter coming. You want to take care of him? Just show him around and let him have fun in London. And I did. And we became friends. And it was Jimmy Webb. And so in our first year, I became a superstar publisher. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) I was doing incredible things by accident, which I would never have done if I knew what I was doing. And it worked. <laughs> wow. So, um, no, so it, it, it was at that point, and it was really the era of so many great acts coming through right then. And we were all friends because it was tiny, and I was between London and L.A. And you were actually sitting with a college. I was the James Taylor, Carol King. You were sitting and meeting some incredible people who obviously at the time you just respected for what they were doing. You had no clue they were going to be as big a stars as they were. Yeah. And, and like I said, by me saying, I don't know what I'm doing, help. <laughs> they, everyone helped. And, awesome. uh, it was, so it, uh, and so it was a real kickstart for what I was doing. And oh. sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that really was my, I, I can play piano with one hand. I'm a horrible guitarist. So I lived seriously through these people. And it was like, I used to sit there and watch Jimmy play and coming up with these words and it's like and all the writers. And that's where I thought, this is really where I should be. I just love that creative process. And in fact, you know, on some songs, I'll hear it and I think, I put that word in there. No one in the world will hey. ever know except for me. But it's, you know, that was great. I was almost creative for a minute. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, that's actually, that's actually really big for, for my small brain to be like, like that's that's a huge accomplishment. I'm, that's that's amazing. So, uh, and that also speaks to your character when yeah. you you get so far doing what you're doing and saying like, I'm not sure what I'm doing, and people are like, Well, we really like you, and we want you to succeed, so we'll help you. Like that that speaks a lot to you as a person. Like it really does. Well, I think it applies to anyone. I mean, I taught my kids that, and everything else is that. You know, it is that you read people right away and they come off if they're saying, I've done it. I mean, nowadays, I'll deal with people sometimes, young managers, who have no clue. I'm just this old guy that's in the music business of doing a project. And they start going off some of these with what they've done. And it's kind of funny. And I sit there sort of laughing and thinking, you've got no clue what's really happening right now. Because they sit in their little world with their little artists or big artists and they don't go outside that. So it's, I, yeah, I think it's fun, you know, in that way. I mean, I, I've never done so many interviews before, <laughs> which is like really hard for me. And, uh, and it all came out of the charity concert I did last year, which, thank God, was in the top 10 of the year. And wow. that's my, again, by accident, you know, well, I knew I was bringing in old friends and a lot of stars to do a big concert. But it's, you know, like I said, I didn't really do anything except put it together. And they were the talent. Yeah. Well, I, I will say you're, you're incredibly humble. Um, I mean, you, you say incredibly lucky, but you you have that, that energy, that spirit, that drive that 
that makes everything work. So clearly what you do is, is, is what people were after and it, you may not have known it. That's fine. But I mean, you, you, you definitely did it, man. It, it was all you. That's yeah, awesome. no, it's just, you know, I get, get up every morning excited. I mean, my wife hits me over the head and said, you know, you can't trust everyone. I'm going, you know, I couldn't wake up in the morning not trusting people. I wake up and it's, hey, right. it's going to be a night. I'm going to meet great people. It's going to be a fun day. And, you know, and then finally, guys like you remind me how old I am. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old guy. <laughs> well, but it, it, the, it, the, uh, the, the fact that you've taken time out of your day to just come hang out with us and talk with us is, is another thing that speaks volumes because you've done so much and you're hanging out on the mindless morning show with, with, with us. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've got pajamas on underneath all this, of course. I'm wearing pajama shorts. That's all good. <laughs> that's, that's one good thing about Zoom right there is you can, you know, wear whatever you want for the most part. <laughs> sure. Have a suit top and little boxers on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> have, have you have you seen the the CNN anchor that didn't know he was recording and he stood up and he was just wearing boxers? I, I saw that clip. It's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> I saw another one where this uh, I don't know if you, where the weather girl was like doing this sinuous dance into the music <laughs> before she tried oh. the weather and she was on the air and that was hilarious. I mean, she Whoops. was totally embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Oh, I did too. Like the zaniest possible I go for. <laughs> no, it's 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 absolutely great. So um, I, I gotta ask. I mean, with 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 you staying staying so humble, what what was it like for you growing up? And like, what was your background? And where where did you uh, come from? It was uh, a pretty horrific for my parents because <laughs> it's like I I just love the theater, and I loved all that at the beginning. So. You can imagine, and by the way, in England, when you um, graduate, you don't graduate. I mean, it's basically where you get to 17, you walk out of school and say bye to your friends. It's like really weird. And the next day you wake up and think, this is really odd. Like, wow. So you, you don't do any of that. But uh, So I told my parents I was going to go into the theater. I wasn't going to go to college. And from you know a very straight background, my father's a re research engineer and stuff, and it's like, Hold it! You got to do something. Uh oh, and uh, so what? What I did is my hobby was photography, and I actually, by doing days and nights, I got through a course in just under two years and got my FRPS at the end of my name, Fellow of the Royal Photographers, and that was fine. The next day, I was applying in stage magazines for the job, and I went into the theatre like the next month. But for my wow. parents, it must have been horrific because obviously I was earning nothing. <laughs> but I was enjoying myself. And uh, that's awesome. You know, and again, you see, it was luck because I was doing what in England they call weekly repertory, where you do a show a week, which is frightening, but it teaches you what you're doing. Out of that, I got a job in um, the biggest festival theater in England. And it just happened that the director of the show that I was working on was doing this huge show in London, in the West End, at Drury Lane. And he took me with him. And so, you know what I mean? It was just, if it hadn't been that director yeah. and that show, and if I hadn't had that line from Lord Delph on the, the theatre that you'll be here for years, I could have still been there, not realising I was going to be stuck there. But so every wow. step led into another step. I mean, with Jimmy, and you know, we only separated. Yeah. I mean, with Jimmy, we only separated really because I loved the industry. And... We were getting to the point where, you know, we had a roles for messages. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, we had a, Jimmy had a two-man uh, sailplane built by Caproni, the oldest aircraft company. And it, it was just getting ordering things. And I realized I was, I really wanted to get involved with new artists. And, um, you know, and it was nice. And they say at the time, you don't realize who you are mixing with. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 incredible. I, I will say, if anybody had asked us like a few months ago, if we thought we would talk be talking to anybody of your caliber, we would have laughed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it, it, but to me, you see, that's odd as well. <laughs> I'm just 
you know, like I say, it's it's very weird to me. It's like if you're in a bar, someone says, "Give me your life story." You're not going to do that, <laughs> right? Right. And, I, th- uh, I, I think we need to do. People need to do that more often because everyone has a story. I mean, that that's the one yeah, thing we, we love. Then you don't get this. to know the person, do you? You know. Uh, Yes and no. I mean, no, I've watched people change because I've been in meetings. Well, before when I used to be in meetings, and I'd be talking to someone, and someone would say, Oh, you know that he did this and do that. And the, the person we're talking to changes right away. Oh, and it, it's wow. really kind of, oh, maybe I can do this with him or that with him. So it goes from an open conversation, what can we do together, to, ah, oh, you know. He'll introduce uh, this to that to the other. That's, Nick, he, Nick, he's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. I, I wonder how successful somebody would be if they had like a like a a little recording thing and a microphone and went up to people and didn't actually record, but just told them, "Hey, I'm recording for a special. Can I ask you some questions?" I wonder how many people would be like, "Wow, sure." Or how many people they would be probably wow. Yeah. I mean, it's by a, I've been, when I'm asked for a biography for someone, I now have a long one, a short one, an even shorter one, and a five paragraph one saying he's worked with. <laughs> and, oh, wow. uh, you know, I, I, I said to Eileen, I should really do the opposite. I should carry a recorder. And so someone said, so what have you done? I'll press the button, walk away for a coffee, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good. That's perfect. So out out of the massive, massive amounts of things you've done and accomplished, what what would you say is like the most memorable thing you've done or the most meaningful to you that you've you've done? Well, it is going to be very weird and you probably don't even know. I produced the first ever tour of India with an act. And that the pop tour, right? Yep. No one had ever done it before. So I went in there and uh they had no stadiums, no arenas. I had to build, we took over cricket stadiums, build the stages, and you're saying to someone, you know, the loading on this wing is four elephants. I need six elephant loading in the middle. I mean, no generators, no state, no trusses, nothing. So yeah, I was there for a year putting it together, and it was probably the most memorable because the people were just stunning. I mean, wow. I I had so many workers, as you can imagine, working for me, and they were earning pennies. And uh, so I went to the foreman or the head guy, and I said, look, I'd like to give, just give them a little tip every week. And he said, they won't take it. And it wouldn't be honorable. So in the end, we, we did a deal where they would line up and I'd give them a cigarette each at the end of the week. And it was just like, things like that were just amazing. <laughs> the difference in... I, I, we did a thing where the, there was a monsoon coming and I was down in uh, in uh, Madras. Uh, we arrived at Madras and imagine we've got this huge stage built, like 100 feet. We got 60 foot wings to hold the equipment. They put a thatched roof over it in case it would get wet. I mean, it's huge for nothing. They just did it to protect the equipment. So that's why for many ways it was just one doing it was incredible. But what those people were like was you know, stunning. Certainly wow. a different, different yeah. atmosphere and work environment, I'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. It's a different everything. I mean, yeah. from the levels of who the people were. I mean, it was like rich, a bit of middle class and nothing. And they treat, well, obviously it's changed now, but this is years ago, but the underlings were nothing. I mean, they, I mean, the president, it was really, um, it was a big company called Camp and Cola, which used to be Coca-Cola that was running it all. We'd walk along the street mm-hmm. and they'd hit people out of the way. And one day I said, Terrence, wow. you know, this really bothers me that you're doing that. And he said, I don't do that. And hit someone at the same time. I went, you just did it. And oh. it, it it's like, you know, they didn't exist. And there's a lot of great stories, but it's uh, that was the most memorable because, you know, I get that you can never do a first again and then, Creating something out of nothing was wonderful. Awesome. And wow. So would the yeah, second that's, that's, one be the, the Elton John at Central Park? Yeah, well, that was, you know, two or three of us. Danny O'Donovan was the guy directing the whole thing, putting it together. And unfortunately, my other partner um, died like 
two months ago at COVID, which was sad. Um, and oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But that's that's different. That's easy. You don't do anything, really. It's a money deal. It's not really creative or anything. It's like saying, okay, it's going to cost this. Can we make this? What you know? Where do you get the money from to do it? And and that's it. You know what I mean? It's that's business. It's not you know to, to yeah. me putting an act together for a new band and putting them in the bitter end or somewhere and just seeing how they do. That's a lot more scary and interesting because you're building something or ripping something down. Yeah. That's yeah, that would be really exciting. It's like that risk reward, like not necessarily for the money, but for the experience of doing it, like going to India, planning this huge tour when they don't have preparations and then creating it all on the fly as you go. Crazy. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story is that basically I was worried about the power supplies once I'd been there for a while. And you can imagine we're driving huge amounts of equipment. So I brought in a generator from Germany. And the groundsman in Delhi was so proud because we were on Mrs. Gandhi's front lawn, basically. He said, we don't need anything, but we had it there in case. And the show started and we were watching bits of Delhi go black, black, black. <laughs> and the final point where the leads going to the equipment started glowing. And at that point, we said, thank you, you did a wonderful job and switched on the generator. But again, you had to let him try it because he was so proud. They're, everyone was so proud of the jobs they did. But um, yeah, there's a million of those silly stories. Wow. Yeah, because it's like you're the first person doing this. So everybody that's a part of it is all saying, like, this is the first time we're doing this. So it's exciting and it's, it's people, amazing, people are man. still talking to each other. I mean, we're all friends. I'd taken 18 crew from England, yeah. and we all still, where the Cindy was, people from Africa, we all still are in touch, which is really nice. Nice. I, I, I would, nice. And technology I would helps a lot with that. Yeah. yeah. It, and uh, I, I would love to ask, though, like, I mean, you, you're, you're so busy with everything. I, I don't even know if you have free time, but if you do, what is it that you do for fun in that free time? I guess I play with my grandchild right now. I've got a tiny little grandchild. Oh, nice. Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, no matter how tired I am or whatever, he gives you a smile and it's like, okay, world's great. No, it is. Yes. I, I sort of do two th things at the same time. Apart from Zoom, like if I'm in a phone call, you know, I'll be playing solitaire or something at the same time because oh, it's yeah. the only way I concentrate. I can't really explain <laughs> why it is, but I can really hone in and concentrate if I've got this hand <laughs> doing something. I, I just, I like doing different things. You know, I think that's the key to it. Always remembering that yeah. publishing is at the bottom because, you know, whether you're doing a movie or whatever it is, that's where your bank is. And I've spent a lot of time talking to young acts as well because no one really knows that they know it, but they don't know it. So when they register a song, they don't register it correctly. They think they are. Yeah. But they forget that the publisher has 50%. So if they don't register as the publisher as well, they're just losing 50 cents of every dollar they make. And I've got to tell you, it's frightening just how many oh. young people do that. Because they know, as they say, enough to be dangerous. And they're losing 50% of their money. Oh, I can, I'm not a publisher. I said, yeah, you are for the sake of registering the song. So it, it's silly things like that. Yeah. It's fun to pass it on, you know? Well, it's good. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, it, can get, it can get scary, I feel like. If you're a musician and you're starting up and you don't know a lot and you talk to the wrong people, oh, I can imagine it, it, it could be pretty scary. It's terrifying, scary. really. Yeah, that's why I try and, like, even if they don't ask, I tell them. I said, what have you done with your music? And it's like, oh, we've I, I, you know, if they don't know, I tell them, and it's uh, no, it, it, there's always be those guys around that will do that, and it's uh, you know, it's sad. I mean, there's a lot of those stories around, and there's a lot of really good guys that will really help you, you know. And uh, again, I just think it's asking for help. Don't go out there. It's, it's a really tough industry, and uh, and yes. if you just ask around, they'll teach you the shortcuts. I mean, almost everyone. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's one. Mm. 
Oh, that, that's that's one thing too about about like being an up and coming person in the industry. There's like like you had said that your wife had said like when you wake up in the morning you're in a good mood and your your wife is like saying you know don't trust everybody you know yeah. and that is the common that's most everybody is like don't trust people because you always hear about somebody getting scammed or screwed over i mean i get those scam likely calls on my phone every <laughs> single day and it's it's so easy to get the wrong person contact you or, or fall for something if you're if you're excited for your work and you try to get something out there and somebody tries to help you but they really don't and it, it is scary yeah but I, i've got the line now you see when i first meet someone I, my line is if you're going to rip me off do it very quick because i'm old and i haven't got that time to wait <laughs> 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 I mean, that's, I guess that's one way to look at it, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's the most, that's the most pleasant way of saying, I guess just do it. That's like the most pleasant way of, of rip the bandaid that. off. I don't think I'd want yeah. anybody to rip me off. I mean, I'd, I'd rather avoid it at all costs. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, you won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's true. It is more, more so inevitable, I guess. Um, so what would you say to aspiring artists that are, are looking to become the next ABBA or Black Sabbath? Or? The, 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 the thing is, it's the old, old line. The music business is a business. And learn the business. There's a great lot of books there. I mean, um, two friends of mine, uh, Jeff and Todd Graybeck, have got an incredible one. I've forgotten the name of the book. It's all, it'll tell you exactly how to earn the money, how not to do it. And it's really a primer for really how to do it. You've got to sit down and learn what it's all about. Where does the money come from? Where doesn't the money come from? I mean, like the, the, making a record is a calling card. It doesn't earn money. You know, I, I, I was actually one of my calls today. I was talking to this artist who's like asking for these huge advances. Uh, without publishing or anything included. And I said, so you're going to guarantee if we put a single out, you're going to sell 20,000 records. And he said, no, of course not. And it's said, then we don't even break even. And they, if you know the industry, I mean, you guys know what uploads and, uh, you know, and it's for nothing. So mm -hmm. that's your calling card. Use that to get you in the door, but then work on all the other, your publishing, your merchandise, it, it, sponsorships. And you only yes. get that by having a record that does something. So it, it's a it's a vicious circle. But like like so so really my advice is learn what like anything else you know, you're not going to walk into drop fly a plane without learning what you're doing. And no matter how talented you are, if you if you don't know the bit, you will be ripped off. And knowledge is power. Absolutely. Yeah, and, it, and it's really and you know, the other side is people make it look terribly difficult. That, oh, you know, don't worry about it. It's percentages. No, it's really easy. You know, it really, the basics are easy. If you don't want to go any further, that's fine. But learn the basic. Yeah. And like I say, it's as simple as making sure your things are registered correctly. Learn that and you're safe. Yep. Yeah. That's it's very right. important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, we, we got asked this by a listener, and we always want to make sure we get listener questions asked to our guests. Since they're our listeners, we're like, okay, you know. So they wanted to ask a question about uh, cancel culture, which has been going on a lot in the film industry. I mean, honestly, every industry is getting, um, I, I wouldn't say attacked, but is being subject to cancel culture. So. What yeah. do you what do you think about that as far as how it's changing things or if it's for the better or for the worst? I think it happens in every generation all the time. Something happens that is weird, and then you suddenly you can't say this word, you can't say that word, or it's not PC to do that. I, I think pretty much if you decide what you are and you what you want to do, that's the most important. Yeah. And I mean, and you know, it's that it's that old do as you would be done by in my mind. It's if you treat yeah, people yeah. the way that you want to be treated, no matter who they are, what race they are, or anything else, you know, and go back to India, it's the same thing. 
you know, the workmen were putting their arms around me and we were chatting like we were pals. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, because they're really nice guys and they were honorable. And it, it's to really take it down to the basics. That, that's all it is, is that let people do whatever they do and be crazy on this side and crazy on that side. I, I pretty much ignore it. And if I yeah. say something wrong, eh, you know, my the great thing is being in America. Hey, I'm English. What do I know? <laughs> I love oh, that. Man. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, that 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 that's a reasonable response because I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me. I think so many people, whether they're writing, whether they're doing movies, they've got this in the back of their mind all the time. Yes, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? I mean. You know, and it, it's very funny. There's been a couple of big feminist projects recently. And guess what? I've been the only male on the project. <laughs> and they've been <laughs> away, which is, is sort of hilarious. But that really shows you how silly it is. It's, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just piecing gone crazy. And it was, it's never really been any different. But it's been called different things. Oh, okay. There's always been dries for this way, dries for that way. If this is wrong, that is wrong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just very, uh, I guess, relaxed with it all now. It's like yeah. I just sit back and watch it go. Yeah, I, I mean, it's exactly. It's your creative, creativeness as well, I think. It definitely can. And, and there's one there's one point that I that I like to make when, when people talk about cancel, cancel culture. So in the instance of a comedian or somebody, an influencer of some kind saying the wrong thing, saying one sentence, that's like, okay, that was a, a little too far, right? Well, he gets his job lost, his career gone, whatever has happened is gone. And then what happens a week later, everyone forgets and goes on. But this guy and lost his job forever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but man, then like his social media goes up through the roof, and guess what? He gets another job for more money. <laughs> this is true. Though. I guess that's a good point too. It, it is like a cycle. It's like a cycle. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's a crazy. I mean, that's, a that's the other world. thing. A lot, of, a lot of people do it on purpose, and that gets to me as well. If you you can be controversial, oh. be a star, and that's the other end, and that's why I think. If any artistic person, any writer, any musician, they should do what they want to do. And obviously within yeah. broad limits of something you should never do, but that's again, just, if you like a, a morals, a society thing, which has been there forever, there are limits to anything. But these little tiny things that people go crazy yeah, about, it's like, oh, you know, okay, next. <laughs> yeah. And, so, Right, right. What? All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're all three gonna say. We're all three. We're all three gonna say the worst words ever and watch our social medias go up. Ready? Josh, you start. I tell you, a friend of mine was a, oh. a friend of mine was a teacher at college or university, and he virtually did, did that one day. He said, guys. Name you, he really did that. Say your worst word. And he came back and said, If this was a course, you'd all be failed. And this yeah. way, he said, You're not creative. And they said, How? He said, They said, What? And I'll remember. He said, What's your worst swear word? He said, God's marimbas. And it was like, What? And he said, That's creative. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is, you know, you don't need to, if you can't think of a swear word for yourself, don't use it, what everyone else is using. I love that. that. That's a that's a wonderful lesson. It actually reminds me my my uh, my wife. She has a a, a little brother, and a few years ago he was really mad at 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 someone, and he was filled with anger. And he said, "You you you blogey." <laughs> that was that that was the worst thing he could think of in that moment. And I thought that was hilarious. Blogey. <laughs> but actually, if you think about it, all the other swear words are used every day as people are talking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought I liked that. I like so, that. So, so going back. Oh, here we go again. Two and one episode, no, Josh. Go ahead. Have at it. Have at it. <laughs> okay. 
I was gonna I was gonna ask you. We always end up trying to ask a question at the same time. Probably different questions, but that's okay. Um, I was gonna ask you, so so you you really were interested in theater. Did you ever like want to do acting as at an older age and stuff like that? Ever think about trying? No, no, I hate being <laughs> doing that. I hate being photographed. I, I'm always the person behind. And the sad thing is nowadays, I wish I had a photograph with some of the people. But the other thing is, you got to remember, coming from a photographic background, I always had a camera. So I was always the one taking the photographs the same way. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, which have been used for lots of stuff. But, right. uh, you know, so in a way, you know, I was silly not to have more, but no, I, I, it's, I hate doing speeches. I hate doing any of that stuff. Because, you know, people can do that so much better than I ever can. I mean, wow, I get right. speech, I'm stuttering, I'm doing it. Like, oh, for God's sake, get me off here. <laughs> I, I, I hope you don't you don't hate doing this interview here. I hope, I uh, hope this has been okay. a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Good. different because we're laughing, joking, and we're talking, which is fun. That's that's to be prepared and it's it's death. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, yeah. We, it's like, oh god. You know, our style is we we prepare. I, I mean, we have a lot of questions. We may not get to all of them. That's okay. But we just like to free flow and have fun and make jokes and talk. And that's that's oh. been our kind of groove. No, it's great. I love it to death. I mean, yeah. I just, uh, you know, the trouble is I can go off left and right of what you're talking about and get that's really okay. bored. <laughs> so, totally fine. But I that's will okay. say, contrary to your belief of us knowing who you are we're we're different we're, we're we're pretty similar to how we would be if we just met you off the street i think we, we would still be interested to uh, anyone who's willing to give us the time of day I, i'm willing to talk to you no no too. absolutely no it's it's fun when you're telling stories and doing things like this it, it's great it is it. someone's really trying to get business like it's like no no i do that business thing which is fine. If we're chatting, it's great to chat, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it, I've always talked to everyone. So it's uh, it's fun. You know, you go in a bar, you go in a restaurant. I'll talk to anyone have a lot of fun. Again, yeah. it goes back to, you know, basically I get on with anybody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Unless, unless they don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I do too. Um, it's funny because like we, when we started this podcast, we had in our heads, we had like this little motto we would say, which was everyone has interesting stories to tell and we want to hear all of them. And so that's kind of how we started. And we were getting people on here and just talking about funny stories and laughing. And we started this in 2020 because 2020 was a terrible year. And we wanted people to have somewhere to go to listen and smile and laugh. And so that's kind of what got us going. And it's just been great that we've been able to advance to talk to, to people that have done so much great things with their lives and their careers. And it's, it's really been awesome. So, so where do you guys come from? I am in, te- I'm in Texas and I'm in, I'm in Florida. Yep. So you've both got good weather apart from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are uh, in the storm. Well, I mean, Nick just got done with the uh, hell freezing over, basically. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. There was like four or five inches of snow outside of the house here in Texas. It was crazy. Yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. It's, yeah, uh, it was it was it was weird. <laughs> so, um, so so what are some things that, that you're currently working on? Like, I know that you have upcoming your your Christmas uh, show that you're doing with with Anime's X. Is there anything else that you've been working towards? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm working on. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what I can actually say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, that's more, exciting. Uh, Spill yeah, the beans. I'm, I'm doing like a biopic. And uh, on someone that no one's ever done one before. See, it's really un- not interesting. I'm going to be doing a lot more um, charity things for Soho Johnny, which is oh. fun. And I love doing that. And uh, he loves doing that. So it, it's perfect. So we're going to do a lot more of those. And uh, it's like, watch that, uh, watch that thing. We've got a new artist called Juliana, which we just signed with Latin Act. And uh, they're really good. And uh, I've got an artist I manage um, called April Gabrielli, who uh, I signed it to BMG. 
and she's a stunning, stunning songwriter and performer. And uh, we're just gearing her up, doing video and everything else to get her out there and moving. And uh, so, if you like, she's my sort of major artist. And I still, after 40 years, I still manage Randy Edelman, who you probably don't even remember. But he's uh, just look him up sometime. Basically, we started doing music that he wrote um, Weekend in New England, which was one of Manolo's biggest hits when we were kids. Then he moved into film and name a picture. He's probably from Cousin Vinny to, I mean, the NBC sports theme, the football theme, the Wimbledon theme, um, the Olympic theme is his. But a lot of movies, oh, just wow. movie after movie. Um, and uh, he's done over 200 movies now, which is, uh, to me, that's the greatest job because you don't know who he is. <laughs> but he makes a lot of money, has a lot of fun doing music. And uh, unless you look at uh, those titles as they come up, you have no clue it's him. You know, Be Beethoven, because wow. I mean, of the mask. I mean, just on and on and on. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't go off of our, our knowledge because we're, we're we're pretty uncultured. We're we're <laughs> uncultured like idiots, basically. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to be. Then no one can ask you tough questions. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I mean you know yeah. I I I would like to think I mean I definitely know the Olympic theme uh, that that's that's really you must have seen the mask and those movies. Oh yeah, cousin Vinny. Uh, love letter. I yeah. Mean, seriously, uh, Gettysburg is a big picture he did for Turner. Um, oh no, it, it just, it, you'll just die when you go on and just look at randyedelman.com and, uh, seriously, over 200 pictures he's done. He started, wow. uh, the, the first thing he does was years ago, we did, uh, MacGyver. Okay. But that was the whole MacGyver series, the first one. And that's where he moved into that area. And we, and funnily enough, we sat around day after day whether he should do that and move from pop music into film, and it worked. It, it worked, <laughs> but it was a hell of a decision. And uh, the sweet thing is, his dad was an accountant, and day and night he'd be worried about his son. <laughs> like it wasn't until he bought oh, a Bentley wow. Cash that his dad finally decided he might be safe. <laughs> oh, wow. but, uh, no, and so, you know, and that's what I like as well, is like having relationships for a long time. And that's what happens, you know, if you really make friends. Yeah, yeah. And, and going back into the theme of being a likable person as you are, it definitely helps. I can't stress that enough either. Well, most people are, you know, I think if you put everything around business, it's one thing. But like I said, you know, I like doing it in business and friendship because then it's much better doing business. You know, is that, you know, yeah. I think if everyone knows whatever you do, you put 100% of yourself into it. Even if it doesn't work, you stay friends. You know, and I think that's a key to it as well. Everyone does everything. And like I say, it really is down to being in the right place at the right time at the end of the day. And setting up the odds in your favor. <laughs> I, I hope we stay friends and, and that we, we have a flourishing friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I go to both Florida. Me too. So you never know. <laughs> oh, excellent. You hey, know. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Actually, I used to commute Absolutely. To many, many years ago, I was consulted with somewhere in Houston, and I used to com commute once a week. <laughs> oh, wow. That's From amazing. the UK to Texas? Sorry? No, no, New York. I mean, I've been here years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a funny story as well. It's CBS basically bought me <laughs> years ago. They bought a company I had, and uh, I was wow. supposed to be, uh, be then. I was I had a place in LA. I was London, LA all the time, and I made the deal. And a month before, I rented out my house in England. They said, "By the way, you've got to be in New York at head office, not LA." And I, my great line was, "I passed through New York. I'll never live there." And 30 years later, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I, I don't think I would ever want to live there because I, I visited a few times. It's, it's too busy for me. I, I'm a country boy. I, well, no, so am I. And I live in Westchester. I live up. We've got streams and woods. And, and the amazing thing is that something I could never do in London. I mean, I'm basically 35 minutes from Manhattan. And, uh, and you know, we often oh, say it with my wife because my wife's English as well. And. You couldn't do that in many parts of the world, sit where you're in the woods and buy a stream and 
and then you get in the car and you're in the middle of Manhattan. Right. Wow. Yeah. Do y'all go there to eat? We we used to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, I used to train in as well because that's so fast. And uh, I don't know when I'll be on a train again. The subway I used all the time. It's just you've got to let this stuff settle down now. And yes. You know, I still got my office there, and someone goes in and clears away the cobwebs. <laughs> um, no, but we're going to shoot some stuff there as well. Um, I think in two months' time, and I'm doing a movie up in Maine at the end of April. So we're just oh, choosing awesome. places that are empty. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. So how does that work out when when filming? Because like the streets, typically but, the streets would be crowded. So now you don't have all the backdrop people. So do you? Know, well, you see, we're doing actually. It's fine. We're doing a kids uh, a kids horror picture. Real funny one for Halloween. Obviously, that's what we're going to do it quickly. But that's why it's the set is up in Maine. There's no one there. Everyone's COVID tested before. Everyone's staying in one hotel. So it's really as safe as you can possibly be. And obviously the scenes are with minimum people. Yeah. Again, it's a horror picture. So it's like, you know, if there's a person here and a person there, it, it'll, it will work out nicely. I mean, that's the problem is we had so many things planned for this year. And again, you had to be move things around and do something different. That's where I started the streaming and that. We work on a platform as well to use, you know, avatars and all that type of stuff. And that's why I mean I love the industry because every day something else changes, something else you can play with. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, that is really cool. There, there's so much going on because because I mean we 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 do we do about I'd say we do about two interviews a week, and everyone we talk to there's there's stuff going on, and it I love it. Like there's always more happening, and it just it makes me feel really good about yeah. the future finally. Yeah. I, I'm always mystified when you know, people say, are you busy? I said, I'm out of my mind, I'm busy than I should be. And when they say themselves, yeah, I'm really, i got nothing to do. And I'm thinking, my God, you know, it, it just astonishes me that people can't find something to do in this area. And, it's like, <laughs> yeah. and the yeah. most important thing is, like it's always been, is content. And it's more important now than it ever was because yes. people are consuming it so quickly. And, you know, you can virtually, I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, you can virtually sell anything. Damn, you know, yeah. I've got a friend with an eight-year-old hip-hop picture. He's just got a fortune for it. And it's wow. like eight years old and it's hip-hop. And wow. it's really unknown, but they just, they running out of content. And it's worldwide. Wow. Are, so there is a, there's another big opportunity there. People aren't being so picky as they were. And in a way, that's nice because there's some real creative films out there by unknown people that would have never got a show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, clearly we're in the wrong business, Nick. So I think. Well, we I, I, after, <laughs> after our episode, I'm going to start learning how to yodel and I might do something with yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God. My wife would kill me if I started doing that. <laughs> well, I tried to use, I tried to learn the ukulele at one point. And I was sitting up in bed trying to play the ukulele, and I nearly got killed at that point. Oh, man. We, <laughs> I we think got, it had, that had to be easy to play, and it wasn't. We, we got a buddy that plays the ukulele. He plays it pretty well. He could teach you. <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. it looked easy, right? <laughs> yeah. he, 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 he next, easy. next big thing's going to be tap dancing, I think. Hey! Oh. I like that. I like that. So, I like that. I'm embarrassed to say I've actually done a tap dancing class when I was growing up. And I say I was embarrassed, not because of like, you know, I, I think tap dancing is pretty cool. I like, I like the idea of it, but I was literally the only boy in that entire class. So I felt so single that I was like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I've got the opposite story to that. When I was uh, a kid, uh, I, I guess about 14, 15, we realized that all the girls disappeared on Wednesday night and they were doing ballroom dancing. So my mate and me would go, we took ballroom dancing lessons. We were the only two guys. The side of that is, you know, in those days, you know, any big party or big dance, we were the only ones invited. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, so we were just evil. But it was like, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, I, I was uh I was real embarrassed because like we, we were in this big room and you have like a, a two way mirror kind of thing where you can see your parents like hanging out on the other side oh, and they can God. look in and like <laughs> There's my parents. There's all these other parents, and I'm just here with all these girls. And you know, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> God forbid, my parents should have been there when I was doing the other dancing. Oh yes, <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was just uh, it was a mess. So I, I needless to say, I I dropped out of that class pretty quickly. So I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, it's funny that- if you ask almost anyone what would be a fun thing for them to learn. They Almost everyone says tap dancing if they think about it, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah you ask me now if I want to join a tap dancing class full of girls. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, right. yeah sure. Yeah. And it, it's funny because for all for all we know, Josh, tap dancing could have been you were like calling. You could have been amazing at it. But the fact that you were like looking around embarrassed, you quit. Yeah. <laughs> you never it's know. Awesome. <laughs> it, it's possible. I mean, John, you, you, you could tell me best because, like, you, you make people's dreams come true every day. Like, you yeah, see that talent in them. What you got to do, you got to start, you got to get into merchandise. You got to get like a, a foot square piece of, of wood, right? You pack it with tap dances and a how to book and a video. And you sell tap dance lessons. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exercise, lose weight and tap. Yeah, <laughs> while eating chocolate, that'll sell. <laughs> if you add the chocolate, that yeah, that, no kidding, that, that gets them. Yeah. Well, um, Nick, do you have anything? I I did want to ask real quick before we before we wrap up. We, we, we did talk about business and what you're working on and stuff like that. But the one final question I have for you is, what is where's a place that you like to vacation to, to relax? Uh, gosh, Antigua, I think, was wonderful. Yeah. And the, the place I, you know, I, I would love to live, but I wouldn't love to live, if you like, is New Zealand. It's wow. the most relaxing place. No one rushes. The people are fabulous. I mean, you know, it's like no one, nothing is, apparently I don't think there's many heart attacks ever there. But the trouble is you get sucked into it and you come back to anywhere here and it's suddenly everything's like sped up. You know, it's like their famous line is, it'll be right. I was doing a 36 camera live shoot out there. And, you know, we had a run through the first day and we said, what time are we back? And they said, tomorrow. And it was like, but we've got three days to go. It'll be right. And wow. we, and we toured the countryside and came, and guess what? The show was fabulous. But it was like terrifying because over here you'd be rehearsing two, three times a day in an orchestra yeah. rehearsal. And, wow. uh, you know, so like I said, that's the most relaxing place I've ever been to. But, uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, there's um, Greece. I love Greece. And then when I was shooting in Manila, I went to this incredible islands called the Palawan Islands. And there's a place called Amanpulo. And it, that was probably the most ridiculous place. Is that <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an island with like a few houses around it and a guest thing in the middle. Like, and that's it. You don't see anyone. The turtles come up the beach and lay their eggs and the guys come wow. down. I mean, and so that was incredible. And it was just very lucky. It's the company, it was a Japanese company I was doing for, and it got close to Christmas. And I said, I'm leaving. It was like, you can't leave. And I said, I'm leaving. I'm going to be with my family. And they said, we'll fly the family out. So it was like, hey. thank you. So they'll never forget it either because they were young kids back then. And uh, no, so we spent the you know Christmas on the beach wow. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So you built wow. like sandmen instead of snowmen. There you go. Well, I, <laughs> I hate the snow, so to me it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I do too. Cool. Especially after last week. What am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's really interesting to hear about New Zealand, though. I I don't know if you've ever seen the show Fly of the Concords, but I love it. Oh, sure. Yeah. I love that show. (laughs) And and I do get that vibe from them that they they are very laid back. So that's. A friend of mine went to live there 
and he came out of there screaming after two years. It was like, I can't handle it anymore, you know, <laughs> because it is it, it's a lifestyle altogether. Awesome. It'd yeah. be hard for a work. It'd be hard for a workaholic. To I know where I'm going. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. I would love to now. Now I think about it. I'm, I'm pretty laid back. I like you that. <laughs> you can take take the show to New Zealand, do a season in New Zealand. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, John, it, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I, I highly appreciate the time that you've given us and that you've taken out of your day to, to talk with us and, and, and well, share I'm, I'm curious. It's been a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Is there anything that you want to say? Any, any links that you want us to share? To, uh, any oh, I mean, if anyone wants to get in touch, I've got my website, which is md25.nyc uh, <laughs> and that's because the company a friend of mine I, it, it's no deep secret we had a company called moondog and on 25th street <laughs> so it's oh, md25.nyc so it all made sense awesome nice. yes we'll, we'll definitely get as many of our people to uh, follow your projects and and keep up with with what you're doing because you're doing a lot of charity work, which is really respectable and really awesome. And you're just an all around great guy. And it's been really fun having you here talking with us. You can come no, back anytime you want. I was going to say, I'm very happy to come back anytime. It's been so relaxing. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. I'll, well, I'll point you with more stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be wonderful. So we'll, we'll definitely have that happen without a doubt. Um, yes. okay. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks a lot and uh, have fun, guys. (laughs) Thank you. You as well. Have a good one. Bye. Stay mindless, everyone. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Mindless Morning Show. We hope you enjoyed it and we greatly appreciate you guys picking us out of the many great podcasts out there. Now go enjoy your mindless day.